myhappydesires.com. Visit us at myhappydesires.com and add some toys to your toy box. Let your imagination be the guide to your stress relief. Myhappydesires.com has everything for the perfect play night. Alone or not, you choose. Fuel your desires without breaking the bank. MyHappyDesires.com It's typo negative right here on your classic metal show from the dead again release. And that is hail and farewell to Britain. Yes. Great band. I don't care what Jackal says. Might as well be iron maiden. And that one goes out to, uh, Dustin in the chat room. He said, uh, he'd love to hear hail and farewell to Britain by typo and sending his condolences, all that. So, uh, Dustin from Michigan. Appreciate it. Yeah. I love them. I, I do. And one of those bands that I was okay with them when they were around mm-hmm. and I saw them a few times and they were good, but man, I really have gotten into them since Peter Steele passed away. Typo is like one of those bands that I listen to probably once a week now, you know, I'm constantly listening to an October rust, which I know that's like the, the the big one for them, but man, what a fucking great record that is. And well, that's kind of funny you brought that up because that's that's kind of when I started really getting into them. I mean, Bloody Kisses was, you know, the 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 whole uh Christian woman and you know mm-hmm. the uh, you, you know, all the dark shit. You yeah. know, but that but that uh October Rust, I agree, a great, great record. So good in that look love you to death and stuff that's that's dark too but it's just yeah. good yeah it is do you know. do me do me dark content yeah uh there was actually since you played typo i'll bring this up real quick uh johnny kelly who's now the drummer of um quiet riot but was the drummer of typo negative which boy that's a weird you know don't think of those two in the same breath most times but uh, he said uh, he was asked if um, they would ever try to do some sort of a typo reunion. Mm-hmm. And first of all, I don't think there's any way to do that. There's no way you replace Peter Steele. There's just no way. But he actually said, nah, not going to happen. Um, he did make a solid point, though. He's like, you know, he said, I think that Peter's work deserves some kind of celebration. And how that can happen, I really have no idea, but we've never seriously considered doing any kind of reunion or putting something out there as typo negative without Peter. Peter is musicianship, his character. Without him there, it can't be called typo negative. Right, of course. And bravo to that. Well, you say, of course, but you know damn well half these fucking bands out there these days would be like, well, somebody owns the name. Let's put it out there. Right. We could do it without him. Just get some... Get the guy from Volbeat to sing it, you know, and, yeah. and they would do that. They do rockabilly, rockabilly, um, typo. <laughs> I, I do. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you know, now that you mentioned, uh, the guy from Volbeat, yeah, he, he would be a good, he could do it as far as sound is concerned. I mean, mm-hmm. obviously he doesn't look anything like Peter Steele, but yeah. to, to, to sing the songs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In a, in a way, in sort of a tribute thing. Mm-hmm. I could see that. I could see it. Do you know who else I could see doing it? Even though I'm going to say the name and you're initially not going to think so. But then when I explain why you'll, it might make sense. Whitfield crane could do it because when wit people forget wit joined, um, life of agony for a tour. Yeah. I remember. And I saw that tour and I mean, mm-hmm. uh, Keith Caputo back, back when he was Keith, you know, he had sort of that typo voice, you know, that mm-hmm. it was like mm-hmm. somewhere between typo and creed, you know, he was in there somewhere and wit wit was spot on when I saw him, I saw him, they opened for anthrax and he was spot on with that voice. So 
I could see somebody doing it, but I, I, I am definitely glad to see that the actual members of the band are like, nah, not going to do that. Cause that, that would, I don't know. That's one of those bands that the personality it's kind of like Pantera in a way, you know, without Dimebag, you know, the personality is bigger than the, is bigger than the music that, that was created. Mm-hmm. So, and you know, and that being said, I will be at the Pantera show. So, <laughs> so I'm talking out both sides of my mouth. Sorry, well, but is, is that actually going to happen? Oh, it's happening. They're playing, um, they're playing Sweden rock. They're playing, they're booked for a bunch of shows, a bunch. They're okay. playing next month, like in two or three weeks, they're playing somewhere in like Brazil or somewhere. And, and what is the lineup? Um, Phil Rex, uh, Zach wild and, uh, Charlie Benanti. Oh, okay. All right. Fair enough. Yeah. There that's definitely happening there. There'll be a U.S. tour of some sort. There has to be, I can't mm-hmm. see how well, I could not. I mean, I mean, obviously, you know, uh, dime bag is guitar, uh, sound for Pantera, but you know, obviously Zach is mm-hmm. more capable of pulling that sound off yeah but the fact that they have phil doing the vocals i mean because we always talk about it it always Mm -hmm. boils down to the vocalist and the guitarist but one out of two i guess yeah look if you got phil and and zach does his best imitation i guess that'll be okay i mean is it gonna be as good no it's not gonna be as good but for a, for a super fan like myself that just wants to hear those songs live again and doesn't want to hear them down tuned a cue with the illegals, you know, I I'm game. I'm definitely game to go see it. I can't wait till it comes. You know, I just hope that it's not fucking take a mortgage on your house to see it tour, <laughs> but I'm huh? going, there's no, that's one I'll make the phone calls or I'll do, whatever favors I need to pull. I've done a lot of fucking shitty interviews over the last three years for every publicist known to man. So whoever's working them expect some free tickets for Chris Aiken to come through. Yeah. Yeah, pal. All right. Interesting. And what what are they calling it? Are they calling it Pantera or is it a tribute? They're calling it Pantera. Okay. But, they're being very vague about it. You know, the weird thing is there's been no comments from Phil from Rex or from the management company. The comments have come from Zach and from Charlie. And even those comments have been pretty, pretty kind of like, yeah, we're just happy to be doing it. And we loved dime and we loved Vinny and we want to keep their legacy alive and bring these songs to life. again. You know, it's all the double speak shit or there has not been an official announcement yet, but they are announcing shows. You know, I, I know they announced Sweden rock. I know they announced whatever this show is in, um, either Mexico or South America or whatever. I think it's with Judas priest and them. So, and I think they're, dude, it's the weirdest thing because Pantera hasn't played in how long, but they're not, but they're opening for Judas Priest. You would, you would think that it would, I would have thought it would be big enough to be bigger than Judas Priest, but apparently not. So, Mm. yeah, it's, it's interesting because now the question goes because of the business end of it is well <clears throat> who who benefits from this who who did did pantera have a corporation to where it was split evenly four ways and uh phil and, and rex still have a partnership or was it owned by the uh abbott brothers or does the abbott estates get a proceed or mm-hmm. uh, you know how does how does I'm that sure- how does Zach get paid? How does Charlie get paid? Do they get, do they get a salary? Do they get a percentage of the proceeds? How does that all work? You know? Yeah. And I have no idea. I don't, I I mean, I'm assuming that Rex and, and Phil still have 
some ownership stake, if probably 50% ownership stake in it. Assuming but I know not a corporation, because if you remember, Rat had a corporation. Mm-hmm. And well, I, I'm sure they did. And I'm, and I'm, they and they and it's super the original corporation superseded the corporation that they formed right in when they got back together, which Bobby Blotzer was you know operating from, but then they oh. uncovered the original corporation that superseded that, which is why Blotzer got got the boot. Right. Yeah, I, I'm not sure how it all works in the Pantera camp. I know, I just know that Phil's involved, and I know Rex is involved, and I know Rita, who was Dimebag's chick, she has signed off on it, and she somehow has some sort of say or uh, state I'm or something. Sure, well, I'm sure she's got, she's the she would receive proceeds from the mm-hmm. estate of the the Abbott brothers. Yeah, so you know. so I I'm assuming all. Bottom line is whoever whoever owns the name, they're all they're all signing off. Mm-hmm. So it's happening. Mm-hmm. It's definitely happening. So there's a few she- there's a few shekels to be earned there. I'd imagine a couple of bucks, a couple of bucks in t-shirt sales. Yeah, man. <laughs> so Anyway, so that's what's going on with Pantera, and that's what's going on with Typo Negative. No reunion for Typo. Okay. All right. Fair enough. There we go. All right. So let's go to your favorite band, not mine, The Cult. Yep. So I asked you to give this album a listen. The the new album, it is called... um, Under the Midnight Sun. Under the Midnight Sun. It's a short album. It's only 35 minutes long. Okay. And Why it's don't only, we... It's only eight songs, 35 okay. minutes long. It's, 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 it almost qualifies as an EP almost. Okay. So why don't, before I bring up what I want to bring up, mm-hmm. give me, give me a, I don't know, a two to five minute review of this album. And where you think it kind of ranks with the cults catalog. Cause you know, I don't like them. So for me, I listened to it and it sounded like everything else to me. It sounds like the cult, which is like, ugh, not my thing. All right. Well, I listened to it twice today. Okay. Pretty short. Um, it's a, it's a very chill record. It's, it's, it's not an aggressive record. It's not like Firewoman or the American horse or, you know, uh, anything like that. Okay. It, but the last couple records that they did, uh, they, they kind of did the electronic thing where they had, you know, the, the, uh, electronic keyboards and mm-hmm. stuff. And they didn't do that with this. This is, this is a lot of straight ahead, just. Uh, guitar, drums, okay. and vocal. Uh, it there. There's no. There's no. Uh, the the punky electronic sound that they've done in a couple of the records, like uh, the self titled that they did back in '94, I think it was, and you know, so on and so forth. I I, I wasn't a big big fan of the last couple of records. They they were okay, but it just didn't really do anything for me. Okay. And uh, this one, actually, I like this one. I mean, it's not, it's not aggressive. It's not fast paced. It doesn't have any really hard rocking songs at all. Okay. But, but I like the, I like the fact that uh, it's guitar and vocal mostly. Okay. And uh, Ian Asbury sounds like Ian Asbury. I mean, he, he sounds I mean, you recognize his voice right away is what I'm trying to say. And it sounds like the cult and, um, compared to their last few releases, uh, I, I actually enjoyed this record. All right. So if you were putting it on a, on a list, Mm -hmm. top best ever top three, it's not even in there. It's, it's, it's okay. okay. It certainly doesn't it certainly doesn't rank up there with sonic temple or electric or ceremony. 
right. you know, it, it's a good record, but it, it, it isn't their best. It, it sounds like the cult, but it's not a, it's not a fast paced record at all. You know, there, there's no burners in that at all, but I okay. did recognize what, what they did though, is that I did hear a little bit of influences and a few throwbacks to Sonic temple ceremony. I, okay. I heard, I heard influences from both of those records. Okay. And I was kind of, you know, I, I, I could hear it, you know, in there. All right. So, well, um, you know, I, I would say, I would say it's, let's see how many records does they have uh, 10. They have, this is number 11. You want me right. to go through them? You want me to go through them real quick and you can tell me if it's better or worse. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to say that, uh, See, I, I just, I, I'm, I'm looking at the, I'm looking at the ones that were released here over, over the last, say the last 10 years, a weapon of choice and hidden city. They, they, they had hidden city. They had, um, choice you, of weapon, not weapon yeah, of choice. Yeah. Choice of weapon born into this. Yeah. Uh, I would say it's better than those three. Okay. So I would put it at probably six, six out of 11, six out of 11. Okay. Fair enough. Now, let me tell you why I bring this up. Mm -hmm. So Ian Asbury did an interview where he couldn't suck his own dick enough about this record. Okay. In a new interview with rock antenna, which is a, I guess a magazine or a website out of Germany. Okay. The call from man Ian Asbury was full of praise for the band's latest album under the midnight sun, mm -hmm. calling it essential. So he says it's an essential record. Okay. He clarified if you're a fan of rock music, so not just the cult, but any rock music, mm -hmm. our new records essential. I don't think there's any re any recent releases of rock music that come close to under the midnight sun. And I say that, and to say that it may sound like an arrogant statement, mm -hmm. but I'm tired of this bullshit. Stop it. Stop phoning it in. Stop exploiting your fans. Stop patronizing your fans and stop calling them fans. They're your benefactors. Our audience are our benefactors. Okay. Well, so, I, I think the performance on this new one is good. I, I think that uh, sonically and musically, it, it, it is a good record. It's a solid record. Would I, mm -hmm. would I put it up there as, you know, one of the most essential records today? No, no, not at all. But, yeah, but I, for that style of music and where the cult is concerned, you know, as mm -hmm. a fan, I do like it over the last few releases. I will. Okay. I will admit that. Would you say I, I'm going to try and I don't know where the contemporaries would be to try from, but let's try and mat, mix and match. Cause I, I think he's off base by going this far. I think, I think this statement is just him being an egotistical dick. Well, I think this goes back to what we always talk about with, when an artist releases a new record, the, the best thing we've ever done. Yeah. You but know? come on. He has to know, look, I'm not a cult fan. I know you're not. And I know this is, I know this is not as good as Sonic temple. No, by, but not even close. Not, not even in the same league. I agree. As Sonic temple or ceremony. Yeah. Which are the two that I actually owned at one point. Mm -hmm. Sure. You know, and, and I, and I, I'm not a fan, but I know it ain't as good as that. Nope. I think what he's trying to say here, and I don't agree with this either, but maybe you do. I think he's trying to say the bands that he came up with are just shitting out records to take money from their, from their well, fans. Well, perhaps that might be there. There might be something to that. I, I look at this as a little bit of a throwback record because it, it doesn't incorporate mm -hmm. any of the, the keyboard electronic electronica music that they've sure. done in the past. This was all 
you know, uh, guitar and vocal. It, it was just a, a straight ahead rock record is what sure. it is. So would you say that their contemporaries that they came up with would be like the hair bands or no, or well, they, they were out before the hair bands, but they adopted the, when, when Sonic temple came out, they were in league with what was popular at that time. Okay. Which was the hair bands, right? Yeah, yeah I guess, I guess that's what you would call it, you know, uh, but it was, it was just hard melodic rock. Okay. So let's, I'll pick an easy one. LA guns are still putting out records today. Yeah. Yes. They've put out three straight records that I think we both agree are pretty damn good. Well, they're, they're, they're LA guns. They sound yeah. like LA guns. Would you say that this is more essential? This under the midnight sun than say checkered past or the devil we know from LA guns piece or rust or whatever that piece one missing is. Yeah. Piece. Yeah. Missing yeah. Piece. Is it more essential? No. Then this I, un, th is this no. under the midnight sun more essential than those? No, no I, I would say that it's on par with them. Okay. I'm trying to think who else is in their category that's still around. Well, that's we, the we question. That's well, we did the skid row a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Okay. That's a good one there. I think the skid row is way more essential than this. Well, I, I hate the word essential. That's his word, but that's I his not, word. I understand. But as far as putting out a new product that, that captures the spirit of the band, mm -hmm. you know, that, that we grew up with or, or came to find out about, because this is what made us pay attention to them. Mm -hmm. Uh, the skid row record, the new skid row record, as far as what made us as fans pay attention to skid row. Mm -hmm. I think the new skid row is more in league with the first two records than this yeah. is with ceremony or Sonic temple. This has elements of Sonic temple and ceremony, but it's, mm -hmm. it's not as powerful as either one of those records. It's good. Right. I enjoyed it, but it's very short. Right. Uh, same thing with the new Queensryche. Mm -hmm. We did the review of the new Queensryche. Yeah, the digital and, noise and, alliance. And I was surprised at how good that was. I wasn't right. expecting it to be that good, but it was pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, 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 I agree. I just am like, again, the. Maybe it's just me, and it probably is because I just don't like this guy. But, uh, you know, he comes off so arrogant in this, like he's so superior to those bands that he came up with. Well, that's that's the whole thing. This is why the cult has had a problem with excelling because because of Ian Asbury's self-importance. Self, uh, mm-hmm. They they could have gone way bigger, but I think it was Matt Sorm. I think Matt Sorm actually did a interview where he talked about because you know he was in the cult during during the Sonic Temple release prior right. to joining Guns N' Roses, and mm -hmm. the cult opened for Guns N' Roses. Right. So, so they had an upward trajectory at that point. But what from at least from what he said in some of his interviews the reason they did not excel beyond the Sonic temple ceremony years is mm -hmm. because Ian was so full of himself that right. he kind of tanked the whole thing. And because of arrogance. Yeah. And I remember 90, was it nine? I believe it was 94 when, uh, the, uh, the cult, came out with their self-titled release that had this goat head on the, on the cover mm -hmm. and they were quote unquote going back to their roots, which was sort of like a electronica sound. I, I hated the record. Okay. But I wanted to see the cult. And, and I remember that, that I went to, uh, I'm trying to remember, I think it was coconuts. Okay. The, the cult announced a, um, 
a tour. Okay. And I wanted to go see this tour. Right. And I showed up at this coconuts to get tickets because they were playing in Cleveland somewhere. I don't remember sure. where. And I went in to buy my tickets and the guy goes, oh yeah, they, the, the cult broke up. I said, what? <laughs> yeah, literally Jeez. I walked in. I said, yeah, I want to get the cult tickets. And he was just like, uh, yeah, they broke up. I was like, what are you talking about? He goes, yeah, it was announced that the tours canceled call broke up 94. <laughs> wow. And it was true. They did. Yeah. They, they, I was just like, holy shit. Because I was really into them at that point. Sure. You know, and I was just like, oh, shit, what happened? And then, you know, then they got back together, you know, a couple of years later. Right. But, uh, but yeah, the, the, the problems within the band has always been attributed to Ian Asbury and his, you know, his self, uh, importance, I guess. Yeah. He's, well, he has more to say. You want to hear more of what he's got to say? Cause he comes well, off like a real dick. <laughs> well, but, but, but you have to remember as well that uh you know he was in that version of the doors mm -hmm. uh, and and he did a great jim morrison impression sure you know he he um cut his hair to look like jim morrison and he was you know touring with a couple of the you know yeah, like the Robbie krieger doors. or somebody was in yeah, it right remember the doors and they were doing pretty well mm -hmm. and uh he got fired because again with the with the self-importance and stuff he had a big falling out with those guys and yeah. basically got, was shown the door you know mm -hmm. and again i i've never met ian um i i saw them at the, i i went to see them at the uh, at the agora and that's where i got the uh, matt sorum id right because matt came out and i was chatting with him for a couple of minutes and he um he gave me an id real quick Right. But, uh, but you know, I, I love the cult. I I've seen them numerous times, Sure, you know, and, uh, but you know, Ian has been always known as kind of, kind of a dick. <laughs> well, he's living up to it now. Yeah. But yeah, I I've seen them, I think twice, like they were opening for, I know once was with guns and roses. I know I saw them once open for guns and I forget who the other one was. It might've been like damn Yankees or something like them and damn Yankees. And I went to that show. I don't remember, but yeah, this I know I've I, seen them twice. This is where I got this ID. It's Matt Sorum from the cult. And you're listening to the classic metal show. Thanks. <laughs> so I caught, caught him outside of the Agora because I went. Right. Oh, you know, well, that's cool. He seems all right. He he definitely seems like he's all right. He's a little bit full of himself too, but he seems okay. Yeah, but but at the time he he was trying to you know push push the cult sure uh, to the next level, and it just never would happen. Yeah. Well, let's hear more of what Ian Asbury has to say because okay. he says some stuff. <laughs> he's just I don't get it. But um, so continuing from his interview, he said. I have such incredible gratitude and respect to people who would actually pay their hard-earned money to walk through a door, buy a record, come to a show, buy a T-shirt. Are you kidding? I was one. I am one. I appreciate that. I, re I appreciate them. And that's why we made this record, because we wanted to be the best. We wanted it to be the best of the best of the best. It's a gift. It's a gift. <laughs> yeah well, you've yeah you've got to pay for it but i'm sorry that's it's society <laughs> well i i mean i listened to it gift. on spotify i didn't have to go out and buy the damn thing yeah you know and and they <laughs> i think they released it on uh youtube music right yeah it's on all the platforms yeah, that's what i'm saying so so if you want to hear it and you're a fan you yeah. you know you didn't have to go buy it. You didn't have to go buy it, but I just like the, it's a gift line. It's Stop gift. it. Yeah. <laughs> You're getting my greatness. Right. <laughs> I'm sharing with you my greatness. Right. I mean, what an asshole. It, it is a good record, but like I said, it's, it's only eight songs and it's only 35 minutes long. I mean, it's, it's not a long record at all. Yeah. Well, listen to this quote. I, I I couldn't believe these inner this Blabbermouth did a good job of pulling these quotes together, because even in this, 
he says kind of what you're saying, but at the same time, he shits on the people that he just praised a minute ago for buying his music. So he says, um, he says, uh, talking about this, uh, this album, he goes, it's a different animal. It destroys hidden city and anything else we've done in quite a while. Yeah. We dug. You agree. I agree. It is better. But at the same time, what a fucking insult to the people that bought hidden city and bought like you, you bought those records and you know, what an insult to you. It's, Oh, it destroys that stuff. We didn't try as hard. (laughs) We did. Yeah. (laughs) What I, I, I don't know. It just, it just seems like, I don't know. He just comes off like such a dick to me. Well, uh, I, I don't know if, if like the light went on or he had some kind of life changing thing. And it's just mm-hmm. like, well, I better appreciate what I've built over the decades and, and take this a little more seriously because gotta be honest with you. I, I, I wasn't really into choice of weapon or hidden city or, or uh, born into this. I, I love the cult, but I was just like, eh, but, but this one here, it, it was actually pretty good. No. All right. Well, that's all I wanted with Ian Asbury was just, I just couldn't believe that he, he's so arrogant as to think that nobody's, I don't know. When I hear stuff like that, all I think about is that this is yet another guy that is not even paying any attention to what's going on out there. Mm-hmm. He he hears one or two bad records by people he came up with. He, he probably could not name anything like dirty honey or something like that. Sure. sure. Where you could, which I think is far more essential than under the midnight sun from the cult, you know, in today's world, in today's right. world. Right. I think if you look at what's more essential to which way rock is going, I think dirty honey would be one of those bands. That's way more essential. I would agree. I think probably Greta Van Fleet way more essential. Maybe probably at least on par, you know, I mean, I mean, it's just, it's a dumb statement and that's why I, I wanted to bring this to see if maybe it was great. And I just didn't get it because I just listened to it. I was like, all right, it's the cult. Right. Well, let me, let me do a little comparison here. All right. Um, so, so their last, you know, really good record was ceremony from 1991. Okay. Um, let me play a little bit of, you know, one 31 of years ago. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so let me, let me play a little bit of one of the, one of the hits from this, okay. uh, which is wild hearted son, which had an MTV video and MTV still had videos. Okay. Here's a little bit of this.
All right. Just kind of straight ahead rock, right? Yeah. Yeah. Just regular old music. All right. So their so their next release was this self-titled uh they just called it the cult. Okay. And you know, you 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 know, people were like into Sonic Temple and Ceremony and so on. So this is the next release, and this is when they broke up for a couple of years. Okay. But this this is this is basically what we got. This was the hit song from um, the cult. This was just called Star. Okay. And this was quote unquote their throwback to their origins, to their roots. Went back to their roots, man. All right. And uh, I listened to this record, and I was like, I'm not, I'm not feeling this at all. All right. dog shit there yeah wasn't digging that at all yeah trying to sound like jane's addiction kind of like the been caught stealing yeah exactly that's exactly what i'm talking about so they kind of had the fucky effect going on there and yeah. had the electronics thing going on it's like ugh, i'm not saying anger drums <laughs> exactly just it was raw yeah it's raw know, right it was just kind of raw and then, and then they came out in 2001 with Beyond Good and Evil. Mm-hmm. So this is what this is what this one sounded like. All right. And the, what, what I didn't like about this record is that the vocals were just like buried. Well, that would be the part I do like that I don't have to hear as much Ian Asbury, but <laughs> but it was just like buried. It was like, well, boy, that mix was off. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just none of this song, like that song that you just played there, reminds me of like Firewoman, just faster, but the same well, kind of guitar and sound. I, and yeah, I think, and and as far as like releases are concerned, I I liked Beyond Good and Evil better than I did that self-titled from 94, mm. but, but I wasn't happy with the mix at all. 
Right. Because it was just very buried. Yeah. Again, you gotta you gotta do most of the talking on this one because I really don't know much about the cult. They are a band yeah. I just don't like and I don't listen to. All right. Then they came out in 2012 with uh, Choice of Weapon. Okay. And eh, this one didn't really strike me all that good either. like a new york guy where's he from well you know what's what's really weird is that he's always like celebrating these native american things yeah uh, yeah, but but the thing is is that he they the cult the band i don't know if it's ian specifically but uh he mentions new york city numerous times in various songs over the over the career and it's just like i'm not really sure what the connection is there yeah but he sounds like my my overall opinion, and I I don't know I don't I have no I have no knowledge of where he's from. Is he from America or not or Arizona? Well, well you know, he, I, comes, he comes off with like the whole Native American, yeah. You know, yeah. Which, by the way, speaking of the Native Americans, don't forget tomorrow night the two hour debut of Yellowstone. But nice. that's a whole other issue. Just a yeah. reminder. All right. Um, but um, I think the New York thing, I, I have to assume that he spent his 20s in New York because his music to me sounds like if you took that whole New York Elvis Costello, Lou Reed scene mm-hmm. and metalized it a little bit, there would be the cult. Yeah. And, you know, like MC5s and shit like that. Sure. You know, it f- feels like it would fit with that kind of music. Or what was um, David Johansson's band? The Stooges? Oh, no, no, no. Uh, the the New York Dolls. The New York Dolls, Stooges, all, all that stuff. He, To me, to me, that's kind of where the cult lays in is like maybe a smoothed out version of that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know if that's accurate or not, but that's what I hear. Well, here's one for you. Basically the same beat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I saw rainbows stretch across the ocean, crash the big apple. So I took a five and the pistol like but she beat me back. I jumped across the ocean and a big apple. So I took a five. She teased me with a taste, laid my soul to waste. That's New York City, by the way. If he told me he was never coming back, I'd just say good. <laughs> wow, you have as much disdain for Ian Asbury as you do for Tracy Guns. No, I dislike Tracy a lot more, but um, <laughs> but but I, I just yeah, I, I have no reason to not like Ian Asbury. I, I've never met him. Yeah, I've never enjoyed him. 
but I, I don't, I don't really know anything about him. I don't know anything about him to dislike him. I just don't like it. His music. Yeah. And, and I don't know why, you know, I, you know, well, I know the reason why is because you don't like the doors and you don't like the Jim Morrison sound. And, and that is true. I, I do not dis- And even, even when Don did too high to fly, that's probably my least favorite docking song. Why? Because it's, it channels. Yeah. It channels the doors. The Morrison, yeah. Yeah. It channels the doors, which I'm not into. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I just, the doors are a band that I absolutely loathe. I never have understood why they got popular. I never thought they wrote good songs. I thought Jim Morrison was extremely overrated as a lyricist or poet or whatever, whatever term they gave him at whatever time. I thought he was a fucking hack version of Mick Jagger. Honestly, just a drugged out, drug addled hack. He's Mr. Mojo rising. Yeah. Good for him. All right. And now here's something brand new from under the midnight sun from the cult. Okay. All right. Your savage heart, the stolen money in a wilderness love. You're so hard to tame in the tides of this world. You're a victim of fate. Give me my soul, and I will find you. So it's just kind of straight ahead rock, you know, nothing, you know, over the top. It's just, you know, it's, it's the cult dancing around a campfire, praying for rain. Then you fuck a squaw (laughs) in a TP music. Exactly. Terrible. Yeah. He likes that, uh, native American, uh, vibe, I guess. See, I liked the beginning of that song right up till he started singing. And then it just like dropped out all the music and it's just him droning on. It's like, oof, no, not my thing. Mm-hmm. Here's, and here's one more. We'll play a little bit. Okay. Get out of this segment. All right. The boy fell out the sky. Crashed into the ground. The witness gathered round To see my bloody crown In that summer Roll back to mother In that summer Roll back to the mother Running through the crowd Shapeless like a shroud Witness gathered round To see my shattered crown Oh, that summer Roll back to mother 
In that summer Roll back to the mother So, so, you know, it's kind of a mellower record. So the whole record is kind of mellow. It's, it's, it's definitely not a, you know, barn burner, ass kicker, whatever you want to call it. But, you know, I, I mean, he sings well. I mean, if you like even Ian Asbury's voice, he sings very well on this record. Yeah. Sounds like he recorded that one at the tail end of a peace pipe session there. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> But uh, yeah, if you if you like the cult uh, and you're not looking for Firewoman or you know anything like that, um, it, it's a solid record. Is it essential? No, it's not essential. <laughs> but but I but I would put it in the top six, maybe. Yeah. You know, compared to you know some of the more recent releases. So the bottom line is, if you like the band, it's worth a listen. Yeah, yeah, you'll you'll like it, but it's short. Mm-hmm. It's 35 minutes. It's just like yeah. 35 minutes. That'll blow by before you even know it. No, it felt like four hours to me. <laughs> well, this was your idea. I know. Look, I'm not, it, it doesn't have to be something I like in order for me to bring it to the show. Right. I will absolutely suffer for this show. And I did by listening to this album. Cause I did not like it, but it, well, it was very short. So your, your suffering was short lived. I don't know, I'm still suffering. I just just heard another 51 minutes of it so far. So, <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, Ian is definitely full of himself. That's there's there's no secret about that. Arrogant douche making an arrogantly douchey record. That's my take. All right, that that should be the uh, the title of this segment then. <laughs> nice. <laughs> too funny. All right. Well, I think we should end this segment with something from the classic cult era from the electric release. All right. I know you don't know much about them. I know nothing uh, about it. So you're on your own on that one. But but this is, this is probably one of the songs that caught my ear for the very first time in discovering the cult. And uh, I'm going to play, uh, this was more or less when they just started becoming more less punk and more straight ahead rock. And I'm going to play a little devil. All right. So here's the cult exclusively here on your classic metal show. Thanks for checking out this episode of the classic metal show. Get all of our episodes uncensored at www.theclassicmetalshow.com. Join us weekly from 9 p.m. till 3 a.m. Eastern at www.cmsradio.net. Participate in the live chat room at www.chatandkill.com. Once again, thank you for checking out the Classic Metal Show with Neely and Chris. Hail and kill. Fuck you, pal. Ninja!